Hi guys, welcome to the, uh, the, the Calm F1 podcast with myself, Ollie, and also Dookie. Come on, say hi. Hello, hello. What, gone free? Oh, there's, not, <laughs> there's an awful lot to talk about. We're so ready to talk about this one. Oh my goodness. So just what an absolute fucking fantastic Grand Prix we had today. Uh, just, just... It's it's nice to see the grid mixed up. It's fantastic. I mean, for for us guys, it's obviously fantastic to see McLaren back up in the mix again. Um, there was a lot of interesting results. There was a fantastic amount of battles. We had the threat of rain constantly. There was just so much going on. I, I don't know what you thought, uh, but but I just I was on the edge of my seat constantly. I was I was looking at the weather. I was looking at the strategy. I was just. I couldn't stop up by you <laughs> yeah it was it's it's definitely been uh, uh one of the best races of the season so far which silverstone usually is to be fair um it kind of carries on the trend that we've had in the last couple of races um canada and austria especially of um really exciting uh midfield action as well um the pack seems to be getting closer together um i don't know we'll go into the specifics in a minute but you know even at the top the gap is closing in different places. The gap between different parts of the track are closing up together. And it, it kind of, it, even with Max Verstappen flying off into the, the lead with the championship, it does look like the end of the season uh, or the, the closing stages rather is going to throw up. Some it's going to get, yeah, it's, it's going to get an awful lot more spicy, isn't it? Oh, I mean, we're seeing really good incremental upgrades in that midfield. We're seeing much tighter performance. I mean, one of the most one of the most impressive things I thought today, I mean, yes, you know, I, I do have the bias, but <laughs> Max Verstappen was not able to drop the McLaren so easily, was he? No, no. And, and I mean, we saw at the beginning, the uh, the start itself was, was something to behold. I've, I've never seen Oscar Piastri and Lando working. It's, it's such a concert It's a really together. good chemistry, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good chemistry. Watching isn't it? Piastri diving down that outside to cover uh, to cover that gap, and then forcing Verstappen out a little. I mean, Lando did get a brilliant start, but Piastri helping to force Verstappen to compromise his line. Um, to I mean, whilst that, and, and and you did think a little bit later as well. Piastri was pushing. He looked uh, when he I think it was when he was going into Stowe. It looked like he was about to make a pass. He looked like he mm. was about to push for it. My my driver of the day vote was just so split because I think it was such impressive performances mm. from both from both Orlando and from Piastri. I mean, mm. Piastri's a novice. He's he's only had like what was this? I can't remember what round this. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't remember what round this is. There's been so many races already. It's about ten, but isn't it? Ten or eleven? He's had. I think it's ten or eleven. The confidence, obviously, he's managed to grow. I mean, he's become yeah. very, he's very quickly become one of my favorite drivers on the grid. And you know, it's just, just such a, a great show from McLaren today. Some interesting strategy, which I'm sure we'll dive into shortly. Um, but just an awesome performance from McLaren all around today, and we really do hope that trajectory just holds true for the rest of the uh, the season now. And I, I, I have every faith it does. One hundred percent. And I mean, the the other thing that we uh, we consider with that is that you know we will go into the team by team in a minute, so I won't dive into it too much, but. It is so nice to see all of the the promise that we've seen from the drivers. Um, it means if if uh, if there are problems with the car, we know it's the car. We know it's not the drivers, right? We know that the drivers, when the car is there, when they are given the tools, they can uh, they can make make things happen with them. 
Um, so that's that's really good to see. But um, we should definitely dive in looking at the different teams. Uh, so we're going to take this team by team um, and just see what we thought of their performances today. So who do you want to start so, with? Well, I'm going to start actually with Alpine today. With mm. It's just been an utter shocker, hasn't it? Yeah. Two DNFs. Uh, Esteban, I believe... Uh, an oil leak. Kind of tech... oil was leak. it an oil leak? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was a technical leak. Not too much can be done there, can it really? I mean, we we can always uh, meme to the fact that the Renault has the Renault power unit has never been famed for its reliability, has it? No. Um, and it's still just, a shocker, though, isn't it? It's it's yes. kind of piling on a, a couple of you know poor results going into into the middle of of the well the set of races that we've already had. They were looking good, you know. They were getting regular double points. Um, I think Monaco. They even got that podium with um, with Esti Besti. Um, yeah, and, they did, and, yeah. And they've just kind of seemed to be falling away a little bit, and that's given McLaren the, the opportunity to dive in uh, and take some extra points. But I mean, what are they classified for today? Um, Eighteen and, and retired. Uh, so I mean, you could argue that Gasly wasn't no, Gasly, necessarily Gasly is his technically fault. retired. Yeah. Technically retired wasn't necessarily his fault um no it wasn't no i mean ultimately <laughs> stroll did get the penalty didn't yeah. he for that he got a five second penalty on but that, even so. then gasly was gasly actually in a decent position when that happened i don't think he was i think he was kind of ultimately he was displaced yeah, yeah. it's not positions that you expect to no i think he was the just Alpine out of the points been... wasn't he yeah i mean Al- alpine's been quite Consistent into getting into the top ten, ultimately into getting at least a couple points yeah. from the uh, from the race, and and they just simply didn't this time. I mean, you know, I do feel for them. I I, I really like Otmar. I think he's quite a classy. Uh, he's quite a classy team principal. I you know the, the entire team obviously works incredibly hard. It's I think you know they're one of the closest of a track. Um, I, I say one of they are. Uh, there's one that's slightly close to the track, but you know they're, they're one of the closest ones. Yeah, and it's such a shame. Yeah, it's it's kind of it definitely is going to be interesting to see how they react to that going into uh, Hungary and then uh, it's, and Belgium is is it just after or just before the the, the summer break? I think it's just before. Isn't uh, it? Do you know what off the top of my mind? Uh, it, it's Hungary, uh, not this weekend coming next weekend after yeah. isn't it and then yeah and then it goes into uh, blah, 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 blah. Bel- it's belgium after yeah it's, that. The, it's the weekend after yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's straight after yes okay so i think that summer break is coming in at just the right point for them i think they need to just go and you know just regroup have a, have a break um and, and oh, just absolutely, come yeah. back to it with fresh eyes really because uh it does seem like the drivers are getting a bit frustrated. You can hear their radio messages. They don't sound like they're enjoying it at the moment, and they just need a bit of a yeah, a bit of a bit of a break. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think the same applies to Haas as well as we as we move up essentially from the results. Yeah, and um, you got to feel for Magnussen. K Mag, yeah, I was going to say K Mag going out with uh, an unfortunate uh, uh, issue with the engine. I, I, have you heard what? Uh, yeah, no, obviously. I just know there's an engine issue. Uh, it just it just yes. died completely, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I mean, obviously, uh, bringing out the safety car, and again, we will talk about that shortly. Yeah. Um, but he had he had a similar really issue, yeah. uh, a similar issue yesterday, didn't in qualifying, didn't he? I know they did they replace the engine. I think um, from yesterday, they they've used well, some of their extra sets or. 
hadn't heard that, no, but obviously we can have a look into that uh, shortly. Yeah, so um, but that's a massive shame for him. Um, and then we did have Hulkenberg, who obviously did take that big hit quite early and had to, had to pit. Um, had to pit for a new wing, yeah. And he did yeah. uh, quite a good recovery to get back up to 13th from from the back of the pack and I mean I say ultimately it's a strong grid isn't it so it's you know it is very difficult that's, that's it moves. and he's definitely taking his opportunity to assert himself in the team as well you know he took a couple of years out Magnussen was the darling child of last year and, and Hulkenberg has come back into that team and sort of displaced him a bit he's um, routinely coming to the top I think his qualifying is now 8-2 to two against Kevin um, so you've got to kind of wonder is Kevin's seat a little bit at risk? He's had a few fairly poor, uh, fairly poor finishes recently. I think he's on two points. Um, and oh, yeah, in fact, here we go. Looking at his last five races, 19th, 18th, 17th, 18th, retired. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's, uh, it's in, I don't think it's his seat's in jeopardy at the moment. So. Yeah. Okay. I think he's. I, I think he's a strong, consistent. <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, with him being, you know, like you know, consistently last. But the problem is, he is he's he's down. I think with the experience that he has, he can help develop the car. He's a great character for house for the house for Haas to be bringing up hmm. uh, that brand because it did suffer reputation damage with uh, Nikita Mazepin hmm. and whatnot. But the question, you the know, question they, is. They, they, You've got yeah. Nico Hülkenberg, who is consistently placing higher at the moment. Um, I know yeah. points-wise, he's got you know nine points to two points, which doesn't sound like much. Uh, but I think he picked up a couple of points in the sprint. He was unlucky in Austria not to to grab a couple of points in the race as well. Um, he's he's routinely doing better, so he's getting more out of the car. Is there another driver somewhere else? Is what I'm thinking. Is there another driver I mean... that would possibly? do better. I mean it's potentially Fittipaldi is it not I mean he, he's already tested with Haas before oh it? yeah so, he has but they're, they're, they're yeah. so uh, Gunther Steiner's book the, the Survive to Drive book actually he had a really good interesting uh, section where he talked about when he got in um, when he when he got Kevin Magnussen in um, over uh, after after Mazepin uh, was dropped um, and he apparently had to call up Enzo Fittipaldi and tell him, I'm sorry, I know you're the reserve driver, but we're, we're not going with you. Um, I, I wonder if, if he's had the opportunity. I mean, we we saw him in a couple of the rookie testings last year, and he was definitely down at the bottom of those. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. For Haas is a difficult car anyway, isn't yeah. it? I mean, unfortunately, it just isn't as well developed as the others on the grid. No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, you know, the, the guys are great, the team's great and everything, but the, the car just isn't it, Yeah. ultimately. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm not nearly an armchair expert enough to be able to point as to what's wrong with that car, other than saying, I think most of the car is the issue. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it's, got a far, it's got a Ferrari power unit. It should be doing it, better. It's not. It should be doing better, but the Ferrari power unit is not one of the best ones on the grid. No, no, definitely not. I mean, you got what Alfa Romeo quite far down as well, and Ferrari themselves aren't exactly shining at the moment. Really struggling, aren't they? Yeah. But it's for me. It's. I feel like Kevin. I love him. He's he's a really nice guy to have around, but I do feel like he's not 
he's not performing at the moment. I don't know whether that, you know, you keep seeing Hulkenberg completely outclassing him. And that's where my, uh, yeah. where my, my skepticism, I guess, comes into it is, is he is being outperformed by his teammate. And there's the old adage of your teammate is your closest rival. So if he is being outperformed, does that mean that there is somebody else who could do better? I mean, we can look at, I mean, Sonoda's coming up to the end of his contract. He's going to be looking elsewhere. He hasn't been given a, a definite place by Helmut Marko. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, a Japanese driver in an American team, that would go down wonderfully. Um, <laughs> I mean, even someone oh dear. like, I don't know, uh, there's there's a couple of others, like Bottas maybe. I know that's that's, that's reaching for sure. Um but, you know, it's, could he be tempted away? The grid's in a weird place. Yeah, I feel like the grid's in a real place right now, isn't it? There's a lot of yeah. strong bonds, isn't there? There's, a, there's certain teams in which I'm like, yeah, you're not going to change your lineup soon. That's and then there are certain teams in which I'm like, oh, you are, but who the hell are you going to change it for? Because unless I don't think the, drive, the driver market isn't too strong right now, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, we can look at um, into F2. I mean, you've got the obvious Teo Pocher is kind of ripping up F2 at the moment. Um, he's, he's doing fantastically. Um, he's, I, I don't know if he's got a, uh, a super license at the moment, though, which is the complication. Um, I'm just actually I mean, I feel like getting... I feel like if he did have a super license, he would already have a seat in Formula 1. <laughs> I mean, we could be completely wrong, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about uh, the other the other drivers there at the moment. Is it Frederick, Frederick Vesti? Uh, would be one, yep. but he's. I think he's part of um, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, yeah. Porsche, yeah. Porsche and Iwasa as well. Both. Uh, uh, oh god, I think they're both Red Bull. But we do have um, Oliver Behrman. That's the one that I was thinking of. Oh well, you see, the problem is, is obviously he's going to go to Ferrari. Yeah, but um, with the he's, Ferrari he's power of... unit is what I'm more thinking. I mean, could could I, they I, offer I... him up to uh, to to Haas? Or, or in fact, maybe even Robert Schwartzman, who did do very well at the same, uh, the same rookie trials last season, uh, the rookie practices. Sorry, he was beating uh, Enzo Fittipaldi. Is he a better option yeah. potentially? You know, especially Haas, notoriously uh, looking for extra cash wherever they can find it. Would that be a part of a deal for an engine? Maybe take on Robert Schwartzman, who's been doing really yeah. well. Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, we could actually potentially see in the future a. Uh... A Schwartzman, um, uh, Behrman combo at Haas just to, <laughs> you know, this is here. Here's the drivers, but here's the engine yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and you're gonna you're gonna take them on. And I mean, uh, what the, the Haas the Haas factory is at Maranello as well, so you know it's right next door, just in separate buildings. I mean, it is just basically what you know. It's just the sister team at this point, isn't it? I'm trying to find it. Really, um, just is the F. There's a, a really good website. Uh, I think it's f1contracts.com. I'm just double checking before I before I make statements here. The, dr- uh, the drivers that are currently up at the end of this season: Kevin Magnussen, which mm-hmm. is the other reason that I think maybe they they are looking around before they commit to to, to keep to keeping them on. Yeah, they could pivot. Yeah, um, both Russell and Hamilton, which. I know we keep. But they're going to stay. Well, that's it. They're going to stay. They are. They, I'm not saying that either of those would go to Haas to clarify. Um, Yuki, oh, no, no, Yuki no, no, Sonoda. They're just going to stay in their team. Is Yuki Sonoda going to want an out from the Red Bull? Does he see a future there? Does, now, do you think he can actually jump up into the seats? 
I intentionally, I mean, again, this is a discussion for a little bit later yeah. down the grid, isn't it? Yeah. But Yuki Snowder, has, I, I find him quite impressive. Yeah, and he's definitely he seems to be settling a bit now. Uh, then we've also got yes. Logan Sargent, an American for an American team, potentially. Joe Guanyu and Lance Stroll. As, uh, Lance Stroll, we don't actually know, to be fair. Joe Guanyu's contract is also up at the end of this year. So, uh, And that's another Ferrari. Um, although, I mean, he was a Renault uh, junior, I think. But, uh, but he's been using Ferrari power unit this season and you know how, how deep those bonds are so what i what i'm more getting at is with regards to Haas. i know we've we've been on Haas for a while now but there are other options than magnuson i think that might be better long-term investments i mean Haas will always be just a an enigma of a team where they? they're just kind of the <laughs> wild cards yeah. of the lower to, to, to midfield I do think everybody wants to see them do well. I really do, because obviously they bring a certain personality to the grid, and I know it's not all about personality in Formula One, is it? It's all about performance. Yeah. But it's just a bit of je ne sais quoi in, in terms of just like, oh, okay, oh, the, the houses of this place, let's see what the hell they're going to do this, this, this race. They're just kind of there. What kind of, dis- <laughs> what kind of disruption are they going to cause? So That's it's it. Just, I love it. I, 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 I just really live for it. They've really taken up the uh, the Latifi mantle of just causing havoc in the races. <laughs> God, I miss Latifi. Uh, um, <laughs> God bless you, you the goat, I hope he's doing well. No race was safe when he was about. It didn't matter how <laughs> far ahead Verstappen was, that can change on an instant. <laughs> Oh, a, a championship <laughs> battle, is it? Oh, okay, I'm just going to bin it here and then we'll just see where it goes from there. Oh, God. I hope he's there. Uh, I haven't heard much from him. But we are getting off topic here. Next up, yeah, Alpha Tauri. Now, I know obviously I've just mentioned Yuki. 16th and 17th for Alpha Tauri. Not good enough. Ah, I was going to say, I was about to say, obviously, Nick's delivered a bit more of this race. And then when you relook at the grid again, when you look at it again, it just doesn't. I mean, it's just. I mean, he's bottom of the uh, the the people that finished. Um, he, he he came. Yeah. He he was the last classified driver, so you know he's. <sighs> I don't, I, the problem is, is that I don't like saying that particularly Formula One drivers are flops because no. obviously it's an incredibly demanding sport. He is somewhat of a flop. He, he has like, not delivered. Compared, the other rookies are just leagues ahead. Even Logan Sargent, you know, like. Well, you can definitely argue looks... that he has. Um, he's got an AlphaTauri. Even Yuki isn't managing to get anything out of that car this year. But no, no. I mean, I mean, I always, I always favour the uh, Japanese drivers. Ever since uh, Kamui Kobayashi for just the sheer dive bombability of their driving you know and he just isn't able to do it in that car well i mean but i do see yuki as a successor to mm. kamui you know we've got yuki has picked up two points he has beaten nick in i think eight out of the ten races or, or uh yeah i think it's eight eight of the ten races yeah he's, he's beaten nick in Nick is bottom he hasn't come anywhere near points closest finish was was 12th in monaco which you know, it's Monaco. Um, anything can happen there, and even then, he couldn't make it work. As much as yeah. I love him, he seems like a really nice guy. And as much as I was Absolutely. happy for him to get the seat, especially after his heroics in the Williams last year, he's just he hasn't performed. And there's no there's no sign, even with Marco talking 
rubbish about him constantly in the media now, which is obviously a bad sign. There is no sign of him picking it up and actually uh, making a go of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's potentially replaced before the end of the season. Don't know who for, but that it wouldn't surprise me. At the very least, I don't think he'll be there next year. It's just a really difficult time for the two teams, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. Um, because obviously, again, this is there's so many things to talk about, isn't there? In the grid as a whole, it's just such a difficult time for for the Red Bull outfits to try and figure out what the hell they're going to do over these next few races. There is a bit of an identity um, crisis there, especially for Alpha Tower, isn't there? Honestly, I could, you know, I mean, I remember obviously. Um, Toro Rosso, as it was, I mean, they were always on the Ferrari engines rather than the Renault. Mm, yeah. And and then it became the, the Honda testing suite for Red Bull. Now they've got the same powertrains. It's ultimately the same company. It's all coming yeah. apart of the seams, really, isn't it? Well, they did say that they, um, going forwards, they're going to be just copy or buying as much from Red Bull as they can. When So when Minardi took a, uh, were, were bought out by Red Bull... Um, and became AlphaTauri. Part of the agreement was that they had to obviously keep their place in Faenza. They had to um, retain as much of their Italian identity as they could, which is why they've tried as best they can to be a completely independent team. Um, obviously stealing bits and pieces from Red Bull, but predominantly developing by themselves. That yeah. is uh, going to stop from what Marco has been saying. I know he's not going to be in charge forever uh, for much longer, but that's what he has said is is that they are just going to go with what works with Red Bull. So we could see them, you know, starting to pick up from from next year or the year after. But until then, you've got Yuki Sonoda who is desperate to take that place away from Sergio Perez, who is not getting results. He's got two tenth place finishes. Other than that, it's 11, 11, 11, 15, 12, 14, 19, 16. Like it's nothing to write home about. Yes, he's he's testing the limits of of that sort of tenth place, but ultimately, is that going to be enough to convince uh, Christian Horner to take him on if they do get rid of Perez at the end of the year? Personally, I well, don't think I so. Mean, it's, it's something we can discuss slightly ahead of the show, isn't it? Really, well, I mean, yeah. there's an awful lot of dynamics on the grid at the moment, and I, I think <laughs> it's uh, this is the very most politics, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of politics on the grid, and we haven't we haven't seen quite this level of politics and backroom stuff for a very, very long time. I don't think. I mean, been a fan of the sport for a very long time. So has uh, Dookie. Mm. and I just haven't seen it so politicized recently. And I'm not talking about um, I'm not talking about activism or whatever, because obviously that deserves to be in a sport. But in terms of driver contracts and the dynamics, it mm. seems incredibly politically charged at the moment. It, it makes for a very interesting, yeah. and it, it makes for a very interesting grid. It makes the. It, it makes, the, makes It's not just the race that is a game of chess now. It is the driver market itself. It's the entire year of yeah. Formula One, isn't it? I mean, well, I mean, it's not a season anymore, is it? It's an entire calendar year because nobody really knows where we're going to end up. No, that's it. And and on that on that note, I mean, let's jump to Alfa Romeo, twelfth um, and uh, and fifteenth. Joe Guanyu's contract up at the end of the year um, is you know he's he's finished fifteenth. Um, Bottas twelfth. Joe has improved. Um, you know, fifteenth. I I have. 
not great. I have no issues. I have no issues with Joe. No. I mean, it's it's not uh, it's it's not a top performing car. Nope, not at all. Um, and he seems to be very again. He's, he's very consistent in where he places. Um, he seems <laughs> lovely enough as a person, which is always great. Yeah, and I mean, I, there's, he isn't anything to write home about, is he? Ultimately, but he certainly does a good enough job. Yeah, I think that's that's it. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day is he's you know he's not keeping. I mean, he, no, actually, I take that back. He is keeping up with Bottas. Bottas has five points. He's got four, and they do seem to uh, to kind of chop and change places. Um, I think I, he's doing what's asked of him, really. Uh, it would be... It feels like it'd be quite harsh for him to lose his seat. I I, I also think it'd be very uh, harsh for him to lose his seat. I think that he's... He's in a, he's in a mediocre consistent. car. Yeah, mediocre he's in a mediocre best. car, and he's producing mediocre results. Now, can you ask for better? <laughs> I really don't think no, you can. No, no. If, if Bottas was still um, picking up sixth places here and there... Then you know, then we'd need to look at it with a bit of a fine tooth comb. But Bottas is a, I mean, yes, it was in a rocket ship Mercedes, but he is a proven race winner, and even yeah. he's not been able to extract pace out of this car. No, uh, I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think he's wrangling the most he can from that car. Mm. Obviously, he's very comfortable with who he is as a person, and that, that obviously leads into his mentality when he comes into these races. He's already proven himself. He doesn't need to prove himself in in, in his own mind, I don't think. No. Um, but I'd still, you know, I would still expect higher results. And I, I think it is very much um, a show of the performance of a car. I don't think anybody was necessarily expecting anything from um, Alfa Romeo. Ultimately, it's uh, it's the sister team of Ferrari, ultimately, isn't it? Well, it's it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be changing to Audi, isn't it? It will be changing, so yeah. This, this, that, these, these couple of years are just development years for them, really. It's, yeah, um, yeah, actually. They'll yeah. build the brand and build uh, build a dynasty, I guess. Try and, I mean, what, Bottas, they've locked in till 24, I think, uh, or till the yeah. end of next year. Um, Joe, solid driver. He's, you know, and especially tapping into that Chinese market is, is huge for the, mm. for the sport generally. But, you know, for Alfa Romeo, soon to be Audi um, specifically. That's that's big for them. So it's going to be big, isn't it? It's it, it's interesting to see where Audi will place themselves. Are they are they making their own engines again? I can't remember. Um, I don't remember actually. I think there was talk about uh, Porsche making engines. Um, Audi. Oh, so it's basically just a whole bunch of Vanch, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's the entire group just coming together. Okay, because it's the yeah. VW group, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Vanch. Oh, yeah. Volkswagen Audi Group. That's why you said Vag. That's ah. why I said Vag. Have you never heard of them? Have you never heard of them? I've never called, heard it called Referred Vag. Referred to as Vag. No. I was just like, wow, okay, that's a bit crass, but fine, we'll move on. <laughs> I, just, I, I accepted it at face value. That's how trusting I am. No. No, it's, it's, it's the company's called uh, Volkswagen Audi Group. Yeah, it's Vag. Right, okay. Uh, they are apparently planning on making powertrains as well. So it'll just be Audi. Oh, it will just be Audi, is it? Okay, cool. Interesting. 
they'll be an interesting team to see on the grid. I mean, it's always nice to see um, new teams pop up. And I guess there's actually some more conversation for the end, which I haven't planned yet. So uh, you'll, you'll be quite excited for that, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So moving up, obviously, we're, we've now got Aston, haven't we? We've got, uh, we've got Lance Stroll in 14th. Oh, Lance. He, oh, Lance. He does like to... Um... He's his own worst enemy, isn't he? I don't know if it's that he's inside his own head or I don't know what's happening with him, but recently he just isn't... He's Now... He, he's showing promise. promise. That's, the, that's the worst thing. He does. He does show promise. Now, I think some of... Some of obviously because obviously Aston Martin as a whole have slipped back down the grid. Obviously, we had those phenomenal performances at the start of the season, yeah, and they've slipped back. Now, I think that's because we've seen some phenomenal upgrades, yeah, in the midfield to, to kind of displace them. I will jump in. And I, I will jump in here very happening. quickly. I had this. I was we were talking about this on on the podcast last night, and actually having looked at it. I think it's a, a, a sense of our memories just being incredibly fragile. They Before today, them slipping down the grid meant that they had come second, seventh, and second, and then fifth. Mm. Does that constitute falling down the grid? I mean, yes, they did come seventh today, but that was... If you take out the, the they, McLarens from that, then that, that's fifth, which is about where they wanted to be. They are consistently stronger than they were. Yes, yeah. And obviously, that's a huge positive to take away. Yeah, Lance was rest... Lance was dancing the... around the bottom of the points, which is the danger zone for him. Very true. And with true. the McLarens both looking like it, like they might start challenging for double points regularly, that's going to potentially see him start missing out, and that is going to hurt. And then it's the age-old thing of, I know it's his dad. But his dad ultimately does have to answer to shareholders. He does have to answer exactly. to sponsors. He has to answer yeah. to the uh, to the people who work at the factory, whose bonuses depend on their positioning. I mean, honestly, one of my top theories at the time was that uh, we could see a bit of a Lance Stroll, Lando Norris switcheroo, just you know, just <laughs> oh, to get the performance <laughs> in. Right? As cursed as that sounds, it, it, it mm. felt viable. To yeah. back up and then today, Alonso with with somebody that's quite capable. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Lando and Alonso have worked together before as well, haven't they? Uh, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, McLaren. But I mean, today yeah, we've seen, even if it was just test and stuff, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. We've seen um, uh, Mercedes pull pull ahead quite significantly today. Only one car scoring points for Aston, and uh, both Mercedes outscoring uh, Fernando. So it's well, not been great for I them. I mean. But, I mean, it's finally actually, I mean, again, we'll talk about it shortly. It's finally the actual, um, the engine works team finally being able to pull ahead at least of one of their customers. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's an interesting uh, position. It's quite disappointing for Aston Martin ultimately, I think. And I'm, you know, a little bit disappointed in <clears throat> performance. I was expecting a bit more from both of them. Overall, that is a good thing, though, because... Think about how if you if you go back to last year with Vettel, if you said that yeah. you know next year you're gonna come uh, you're gonna have Fernando Alonso, he's gonna come seventh, and you're gonna sit there going, "Wow, that's a poor showing." They they would be thrilled. Mm. Yeah. you know. So 
and and it's it's a, it's it's one race. I mean, two races in a row now that he's not got on the podium, but he's still in both of those races finished fifth and seventh. Yeah. That's not too bad. It's just not what we had expected after the the glowing first part of the season. Yeah, it is definitely I mean, ultimately- a matter of of up, not keeping up with upgrades. But you know, the summer break's coming up, and they've um, Aston have just moved into their shiny new factory. So ultimately, you know, we should see them yeah. pick up. They're ultimately still picking up constructors' points, and that is all. That that is that is incredibly important for a team, isn't it? Yeah, to be able to pick up those points. That's and that's it. I they haven't won. You know, sorry, they haven't lost any favor from me. I think still the again another displaced team. They're, they're well up in there. Yeah, oh, and 100%. with the likes of Fernando Alonso, they're, they're providing incredible entertainment on the track. And even if we look at the the fact that they are falling behind Mercedes a little bit. They still outscored with just Alonso. They still outscored Ferrari today, so they are still oh, going absolutely. ahead. And and I think you know if you t- if you t- again if you told them at the beginning of the season you're going to finish third this year, they'd have been ecstatic. Yeah, they'd have bitten your arm for that. So absolutely, it's it's yeah. not the end of the world. But you've got to question if they didn't have Stroll, if they had someone else who was pulling in the same number of points as Alonso. Would we, yeah, would we see better performance as a team? And I think we yeah. would, unfortunately. How, how different I don't, I don't, I don't like throwing drivers under the bus, but unfortunately, Stroll, dude, you've got you've, you've to pick it up. Yeah, and I hope he does. For, for his sake, for well, for Kirsty's sake as well, actually. Well, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah. But you know, just that's that's kind of where we're at now. It's it's a shame that he's fallen so far behind. But you know, a, an okay race, not maybe what they were hoping for at the home race. But I think I think they got points. They'll take the six points. Um, yeah, they'll, they will they'll take points. Williams, on the other hand, I mean, you know, what an impeccable performance from them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. All weekend they've been on it. They've had the P two, P two, was it no P? Yeah, P two, P two, P three, or P three, P three, P two. I forget which. Yeah, they they had some crazy performances, obviously earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, And then to to get on the grid, qualify an eighth for Albon in Williams, fantastic. Logan Sargent, his best finish of the year. And say only four seconds off the points for Logan, and that's incredibly impressive. Yeah, I mean, when you look at who else is in in the points, I mean, we're looking at Ferraris, Aston Martin, Red Bull, and, and a rocket ship McLaren. Exactly. You know, where's exactly where, where's the space for him? Right? <laughs> How's exactly. he supposed to fit I mean, in there? <laughs> and it was a, it was a very good performance from him. Very solid. Um, he has grown really well from the start of the season, as oh, well, 100%. which is obviously incredibly nice to see. I think the team's grown quite a lot from the start of the season as well. Um, Albon's able to, able to deliver consistent points. Yeah, yeah, no, Albon is I'm incredibly so, important. so happy for Albon because he's such a lovely guy. Oh, God, yeah, same. Oh, yeah, just, you know, one of the original, um, you know, the quartets during the... Uh, the lockdown it's, you want to see those guys do well they did so much in terms as you know as, as funny as it was all the twitch streams and stuff there is so much for charity as well while yeah. they were doing it and it's just so vindicating to see them all do so well yeah and it just the way that he's picked up this uh 
struggling Williams team and is, is sort of guiding them. Mm. I mean, it, the, the, they, everyone, everyone said that they liked George Russell well enough. He was a the consummate professional, but Albon mm. comes into work and makes everyone smile. He's um, just a bit of fun, isn't he? That's he's it. Just... He's he's kind of no. the seriousness and the the anxiety that came with him into into Red Bull, gone. He's he's now, you know, he's having fun, and 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 this is the album we like to see. Yeah, this is the album that we were hoping to see at Red Bull, but he's having the time of his life. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, to be honest with you, I think he would have taken that swap any day of the week to be more happy behind the wheel of a car. Because he's just such a fizzy character, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think this would, would be the same without him. No. And even... But ultimately, yeah. Even with... Oh, sorry, go two, ahead. So, sorry. Even with two retirements this season, he is still 13th. He's, he's only, only five points behind Pierre Gasly. And that's a testament insane. to how far Williams yeah. have been able to push that car. Over the last few years, we've just been used to seeing Williams with like maybe a single point in a season. Yeah. You know, just to see this. <laughs> it's <laughs> breathing a new life into them, isn't it? And now, it's just absolutely you're, fantastic. To see. You're probably too young to remember, but back in my day. My... Back in my day, <laughs> they <laughs> were scoring points consistently <laughs> when they had a BMW engine behind them. My first, uh, the first uh, world championship I ever remember seeing. I know it's a tangent, but you're all a captive audience at the moment. I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, <laughs> I remember Damon Hill. Stepping up and then receiving his uh, his World Drivers Championship trophy, um, they gave him some flowers. They gave him a big check for some money. I think it was it Diana that was giving them to him, and and then oh, suddenly Jesus, yeah. Then suddenly they gave I wasn't even born. They gave him a child. Later, I'd come to understand that that was his oh. child already. But I, oh, okay, that's okay. little little young me didn't quite understand this and started <laughs> worrying. On. Hang on. Am I someday going to just be taken from my family and given to some random sports person who's going <laughs> just because they've done well? Oh, no. What if I don't like them? Do my parents get what to say this? What if I'm selected? What if I'm selected? No, God. Damon. Proper... No, I want to be with my mummy and daddy, not you, Damon. <laughs> Proper Hunger Games stuff there, you know? Um, so it's good to see Williams back up there. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. It really, really, really yeah, is. Absolutely. I, I don't think there's a lot of. I think ultimately all of the teams actually. Sorry, um, you know, an F1 fan would like to see do well. You know, there's nobody we want to go. Oh, I hope they go in the bit. And one of those we'll teams want... that people usually want to see well is the next one up for us as well, isn't it? Ferrari. Oh dear. Oh dear. Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. What happened? Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Aside from ruining my bet. Where I had Carlos Sainz. Oh, yeah, no, I, I would have oh, earned a lot of money today as well. Yep. So, for everyone listening, just... I guessed. I, I tried to guess uh, the the drivers who which uh, one of the pairing would win for each team. The only one I got wrong was uh, Leclerc and Sainz. I was absolutely devastated. Um, was that an Acker then, or was it? That was uh, it. Was an Acker and individual. So I, I did a oh, pound, pound okay. on an Acker and then a pound on each individual one. So I made my money back, but oh, not okay. as much as I would have won otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, um, no. Ultimately, I I lost I lost an entire two pounds sixty seven today, unfortunately. But oh, as you can tell, guys, we are high rollers here. Um, we are, we really are. <laughs> but I mean, even then, he only finished what uh, eight tenths off Leclerc. So you know, it wasn't a bad day. 
I mean, it was a bad day. It was an absolutely awful day when he started fifth and finished tenth. For I would say it's an awful day for both Ferraris, but they ultimately did finish within. You know, quite they were quite close to each other. Oddly um, enough, they finished about the same distance from Verstappen that they do when they finish second and third. Uh, so nothing really changed. It's just other teams filling in the I gap. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'd say I'm not entirely sure what happened today actually. They went under the hards, and yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm, the hards were a call and a half. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, we really will. And and you know, jumping onto, I think it was it was after the safety car that they fell behind. Um, they they were being overtaken as well. I th- the the turn it was Alonso. Alonso caused the havoc, didn't he? He he backed up going into the final uh, the final turn of the of the lap. He he slowed down and just he, he dipped on the brakes just a little bit and t- took a bit of a sharper turn than he needed to. But that yeah. havoc is what let Albon through. The havoc yeah. of Alonso and Leclerc, sorry, Sainz and Leclerc backing each other up there. Uh, and Albon that was just in it. Yeah. That was a glorious like fifteen seconds. I was just... shouting at the telly. My yeah, God! Just, oh, come on, man! It was just it was just. The door had opened and everybody was going through, weren't they? Yeah, and fair play to Alex Albon and the Williams car for having that straight line speed to to abuse it, um, and then holding on until the end of the race as well. That is just. I think wow. that really boring flaw of the Williams is actually <laughs> playing its part in certain areas of tracks in which you <laughs> yeah. aren't expecting it to. You know, when on these high speed tracks where you've got the plenty of straights, that flat floor is just. Yeah, or they've got a little something for yeah. a little button that they can uh, that they can flick to uh, to reveal the floor in all its glory when uh, when nobody's looking. Um, I, I well, to be fair, they might. I mean, it's, it's Williams' advanced technology. Who knows what they've got? Adaptive suspension in the past. Now they've got an adaptive floor. Like, oh my god! Now that that is some Adrian <laughs> Newey. Uh, crap there you'll end up with the floor made out my... of uh, you know those pins that you, you put your palm into and it kind of <laughs> molds the pin he'll end up with some sort of floor that comes up and down as it needs to go around the corners that's my tinfoil take of the uh, of the podcast that that's they, what they're Williams doing Williams have an adaptive floor right that's it everyone you heard it here first when they uh, when they inevitably ban adaptive floors for next season we, this is we bought it to you first. This is <laughs> I knew it was happening before the FIA. Did. Yeah, that's what we've called it. And uh but I mean going back to Ferrari, they really they looked like their strategy was on point. Um it looked like they were doing everything right. They covered off the undercut well, yeah, quite they early. Fuck it up, did they, this time? And then it just all fell apart going into the end. It, they 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 never they never really looked yes, they were um, they were fine. They ultimately never recovered. No, they were just kind of trucking along for most of it, and then when they did need to suddenly, you know, pick up the pace and, and reclaim their positions, they just had no answer. They had there was no plan. Well, there's plan B, C, D, E, F, and G with them, isn't there? But there was no plan H, and that's where they fell through. Um, they needed to plan Y. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem with Ferrari. They always uh, they always stop one plan before they need to. Um, yeah. So you know, bad day overall for them, but it, it did leave uh, some other teams with the opportunity to get some points. And say so, yes, it's ultimately sorry. Yeah, just to put yeah. in real quick, it's a, it's a bad and yet unexplainable day for Ferrari because I can't necessarily pinpoint where it all went wrong. No, 
No, it's it's a strange one. I th- like I say, I think it was after the safety car. They got into a little bit of a tussle. Um, they weren't able to keep up with Alonso. And then after Albon went through, we know how good Albon is defensively. He just kept them back and uh, just, just stopped them from really being able to challenge after that. Uh, but I, I mean, another one of those, I suppose, is that Sergio Perez was making his way through. Um, oh. But yeah, I think it was that safety car really changed the the the, the feel of the race. It, it kind of affected a lot of different things in a lot of different areas that weren't necessarily visible at the time. God down safety car i know i know it's okay we'll get there we're, get, we're getting there we'll get there we'll, we'll get, get there. there we'll get there we're reaching our way up to it <laughs> um yeah i mean that, that leaves us essentially i mean if we, we shuffle everything up a little bit here mercedes yeah i am not entirely sure russell performs as well as he could have i think russell's having a bit of a hard time of it recently I think he's... he's not having a great time. No. Like, when certain things happened later on in the race, I thought, fuck me, we're so open to Russell here. Yeah. You know, and it never materialised, did it? It just, the, the gap stayed consistent. I was not expecting that. No. I was expecting Russell to be destroying, like, half a second at least a lap. And he just he and had no answers. It was it? it was an interesting it, it strategy an call answer. to leave him out on 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 the soft tires for more than half the race. Um, it, it which yeah, I mean, it started making me think. Oh, maybe the soft is the option here, isn't it? But it it ultimately <laughs> turned out maybe it wasn't going to be. But yeah, it's so weird. I I just didn't expect Russell to have just kind of. I don't think he gave up necessarily, no. but I ultimately felt like he did on the timing. Ultimately, he started in sixth. He finished in fifth. Solid race for him, but it was just kind of underwhelming, you know, really, it, wasn't it? It was. It, uh, yeah, you've made a net profit. Yeah, sure, well done. But, but where was the fun? Yeah, you know, we were expecting. Well, you that's to be just on George. Podium. That's George Russell to a T, really, isn't it? You just kind of know what you're going to get with him. It's uh, just going to be. Uh, I, I think he's one of the most unpredictable drivers in a way because one day he's, you know, well into the podium Mm. and the next it's just like, well, actually, I couldn't really be arsed and barely in the top ten. Yeah. It's so weird. Now, the car is obviously difficult. You know, it's the Mercedes isn't in the good place right no. now. Everybody thought that with their new side pods that they were going to be able to do something because, I mean, my favourite, the old, um, as I call it, the blobfish kind of car, you know, with, with the no side pods <laughs> design. I thought they stayed on with that because they were too high on their pride. You know, they didn't want to admit it wasn't working. They wanted to make it work and they were going to sacrifice a few years into making it work. Yeah. So ultimately, it looks like they've given up on that now. They did give up on it. They put the side pods on, and they're still not getting performance from that car. Yeah. Are they ultimately? Well, when we look at, then, um, at Russell specifically as well, he himself he had a really good year last year. Maybe while Lewis was still in a little bit of shock. Um, well, my 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 theory on George doing so well is that he was so used to being in a a bad car that yeah. he just made it work. And then this year he's kind of uh, Lewis is is back a bit, 
Um, and now they're on uh, 82 points for George and, and 121 for Lewis. Uh, George got the one podium, Lewis having four. So, you know, Lewis is definitely reasserting himself in the team. But George is sort of, I don't know, he feels like he's falling away a little bit. He's had a couple of retirements, which definitely didn't help, um, but no, would have definitely. would have helped. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think George has, like, fallen off or anything. You just don't know what this you're going to get. A, <laughs> I just, I, at the same time, I don't know what to expect from him at the moment. I mean, he's, he's not been in a consistent car. He went from a poor... Williams had that one race in a Mercedes in which it didn't go well for him because Mercedes fucked up. Yeah. He's gone to Mercedes in a car that is not optimal. I have every faith that he's going to be a very good driver and I have every faith that he's going to be a world champion at some point. Okay, that's a bold, a bold um, prediction, yeah. Okay. I think he will. But at, at the moment, it's... A, He's had some really underwhelming performances compared to Lewis. And I and was in the thought that maybe Lewis was starting to get a little bit tired. But obviously with his announcement that he was ready to go for another five years or so. I don't know if that was an announcement as much as just, uh, you know, just talking. I don't know. I feel like it was a statement, though, yeah. was it? it well, as, was like a, oh, as we said earlier, both drivers' uh, contracts up at the end of this year. So who knows? I, I don't see George going anywhere, and I don't think I see Lewis going anywhere. George, Whilst I feel, I feel like Lewis must be relegated to the fact he might not be able to get his eighth. George, um, I think, is kind of Mister Mercedes at the moment. He is kind of the perfect corporate really is. Um, I, tool for them. He is the he is the PR machine. Yeah, isn't that's he? it. And Lewis, he really is. Lewis, I I could see moving. I know it's it's I, I'm probably in the minority with it, but mm. I I definitely give those Ferrari rumors a lot more credence than most people seem to. Purely just because of yep. the, uh, it's a good way to finish your career. Yeah, isn't it? In, in in a Ferrari, isn't it? Everybody and, and wants he keeps to saying drive a Ferrari. he keeps saying um, I don't know why I never ended up with Ferrari. It just kind of never happened. Maybe sometime in the future, you know, as a Starcross. Lo- I said in the podcast last mm. night, it's a Starcross lovers, you know, teenage drama of, of two people who grew up, you know, both had a couple of kids with other people, got divorced, and now, you know, they found each other in their old, yeah. in their older, in their uh, later years. I yeah, I could I, see it happening, but at the expense of who? I really wouldn't be surprised. I don't necessarily see Lewis in a Ferrari. But I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to finish off with a bang in yeah. a Ferrari. Who gives a shit as to where he is? Yeah. He's in a Ferrari. Oh, yeah, it's a PR tool, yeah. isn't it, then? Uh, it's just a great way to build a brand. And obviously, I feel like once Hamilton's finished in, in Formula One, he is about his brand, isn't he? He's got yeah. fashion, he's got his music, he's got so much to As we were saying yesterday, I have absolutely no doubt that he will go into... Maybe the team ownership, or potentially less likely team principal, but definitely team ownership. I really wouldn't be surprised if he took um, some shares from Toto. Actually, yeah, absolutely. I really, really wouldn't be surprised if uh, there was some uh, shares ownership from or, Toto to Lewis. Maybe, I could see them being a real big dream team. Actually, potentially even um, as again, I'm going to keep referring back to it. as we said on the podcast yesterday. Um, potentially even creating a new team as well. Um, could definitely see, especially uh, there's a guy in the UAE who is setting up a team that is uh, 50-50 men and women um, and, yeah. and trying to get a, a balance on on ethnicity as well. 
I could definitely yeah. see Lewis investing into something of uh, into into that if oh, the thing yeah, ended up. Absolutely, that that, really that kind of really fits his, his message. Yeah. yeah, it really fit with his manifesto there, wouldn't it? Yeah. And honestly, if he were to do that, absolutely got to be to him. Like, yeah, no fair play. That's the sport uh, needs that. The sport really does need that. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go into um, it's one of the, the 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 mini kind of podcast episodes that I'd love to do at some point in the near future is a look at. Uh, the W Series when that was a thing, and now the F1 Academy mm. since W Series fell apart. But um, that's yeah. that's a story for another time. Oh god! Yeah. In the god. meantime, we are we're f- we have some we have some interesting yeah. stuff to talk about. Now, so uh, Red Bull, I think, are the ones that came uh, came next. Um, Sergio Perez in six. I was expecting him actually to really disrupt this race a little bit more than he did. Is he doing enough? I don't, I don't think, think so anymore. No, I mean when obviously he was qualifying really poorly, and then all of a sudden he would in the race be second or still on the podium. I was like, well, yeah, yeah, you didn't. That's you all didn't, you need to you do. Didn't qualify, but you've still got race craft. Yeah, I think he's quite disenamored with the team. With all of the other, he, with all of the other um, teams catching up as well, he's going to find that harder and harder if he keeps cocking it up on Saturday. I I really do think. That he needs to, he, he just needs to buy, book his ideas up, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, the problem is though, you know, if, I, if he does go, I mean, obviously Danny Rick is kind of waiting there like a shark uh, in in the wings at the moment. Yeah, um, which that must be terrifying to see coming in your rear view. But where does he go? Where is there a space that for him that's he's not going to get an upgrade on Red Bull, obviously, but where? No. Where could he go? Maybe to Mercedes if they do get rid of Hamilton. Uh, but... I no, I don't think they will get rid of Hamilton. No, though, will they? I think they'll have him for another year. Hamilton. Mm. Perez, I'm just really unsure. Like, you don't want to step down too far because what's the point? But at the same time, I mean, I suppose you still want to keep your seat. I suppose Bottas did right. Bottas um, did drop down and is is now happy at uh, as a first driver at Alfa Romeo, but. Well, who can we see in this grid currently dropping out? Nick. I mean, there's Magnussen, which I mentioned earlier, potentially, but Nick De Vries potentially like. No, he would not go back to Alfa Tauri. No, no, no. Are you are you going to pop out Nick De Vries to pop Perez in? I I don't know. No, he wouldn't go back to Alfa Tauri. There's no way. Um, I mean, he wasn't even part of the Red Bull Juniors, was he? Um, no, there is no, I just, something to be said. Me, the only the only one that I could think of would be Haas, and that's not ideal, admittedly. But he would de- yeah. he would definitely help elevate Haas. Um, yeah, there'd be a certain uh, amount of um, and a Mexican again displacement and a, yeah, Mex- a Mexican and American team as well. Um, that would definitely help. Their, that would definitely help their brand. A bit of the old Tex Mex. Yeah. You know, it's a I I can see that working very, very well, to be fair. Um, Yeah. But would. I mean, mean, if you're you're Sergio Perez, is that a drop that you're willing to make? Because, I mean, I know Bottas did, and he is now happy, but Perez still thinks he's in his prime. I think if Perez was to lose the seat, I currently can't see in all of these constructors. A space for him. Yeah, I really can't. 
I think Perez would go to something like WEC. I think he'd go into the hypercars. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I think that's where I see him. I think that's where I see him for now. It seems to be a good holding spot, doesn't it? Yeah. For Formula One drivers that might go back into Formula One. Oh, hear me out here. Now, this is. This is speculation corner. I'm going to move the microphone closer to me so I can speculate harder. Oh, damn, okay. ASMR. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Now this is this is like I say this is heavy speculation here, but Perez and yeah. uh, a, a straight swap with Albon. Albon proves has proven himself at Williams. I don't. Does think he come Albon back? Will go back. I don't think Albon will go back. The reason I don't think Albon will go back is purely on his own mental health. Look at how <laughs> Red Bull destroyed Albon. Oh, I think they still sponsor I think him. He'd rather st- I know they do, but I don't think he would no, go back. No, I really don't think he'd go back. That's fair enough. I, I, I could see look it. Look at the Albon. I can see look it. Ultimately, Albon, look, ultimately, he look wants at to the win. Albon we have now. Ult- look at the Albon we have now compared yeah. to you the album we had then and that album was very dejected and yet this album that we have even though he's not he's consistently in the points so he's a couple of years older he's a couple of years wiser he's still sponsored by red bull he He wants a championship winning car max verstappen is no longer the uh how can i put it um he's still the focus very much so but he's no longer um, trying to kill kill his teammates, um, you know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but then, uh, then where does that leave Danny Rick? So there's there's, there's exactly. a lot there. Um, there's so much. Red Bull have created a monster. Did Sergio Perez? Did Sergio Perez used to drive for Williams? Am I imagining that? No, he drove for Force India then Racing Point. He did. I can't, and then it was McLaren. Sorry, he he used to drive for McLaren. He sorry. did drive for McLaren, yeah. With, yeah, he did drive for McLaren. Where did he come from before that? Did he come? Oh, Salba, Salba. Uh, oh, was Salba, was it? Okay. So yeah, Salba to McLaren to Force India. Okay, no, oh, it's yeah. uh, Bottas. Bottas drove for Williams. Ignore me. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, now that we've cleared that up. Um, Max Verstappen, obviously, that we don't need to say much. He won the race. Um, but not by as much as we were expecting. But not by as much as we were expecting. And he was, he was complaining a lot about uh, about the wind and all this sort of thing as well. But he... I, I mean, to be fair, I, I think actually that's just um, selection broadcast from FLM, isn't it? Because Quite possibly. We only ever hear, we only ever hear a certain expert of, uh, of uh, um, team radios... And they're the ones that are most entertaining. And I mean, I could put my tinfoil hat on and be like, oh, Liberty Media only wanting to make it more dramatic. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, Max is complaining. <laughs> Quick, put that in. I reckon they probably all were. Quite possibly. Just to keep everyone to watching. Uh, to keep everyone but like, yeah. oh, they might, oh, might, you might fuck up. Oh, Max is complaining. Oh, let's go on then. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's put that in. Oh, God. Yeah. But that does lead us on to... Uh... Okay, I think we can let the emotions come out now. We can. <laughs> Lando Norris got a podium at the British Up Grand Prix. Up the papaya. Oh, what a fucking performance. Oh, finally my waiting God. for it. Oh, compliments. Compliments Mwah. to all of the chefs. Mwah. Oh, it was a chef kiss performance. We were not... I, I, if you told me this, you know, I just... 
with everything that happened in um, in, in quali, you know, you, you thought, okay, Lando has good performances in quali. He usually out-qualifies himself um, and then drops back in the race. You think the same for Piastri. You think, okay, yep. Lando's going to bomb it into turn one and, and take himself out. But yep. he didn't. No. I've, in fact, actually, he... he, he, he Gunned for star, didn't he? he Look at him. Took I think the he lead. Got, he got he got to two hundred kilometers an hour. I think it was 0.2 seconds faster than Verstappen could. He got so much better traction off of yeah. a, off, off of a grid. It was just and I know I know I and, and the Piastri was right. Yeah, Piastri is missing one of the upgrades. Yeah, he's missing the rear wing, isn't he? He is. And yeah, that's just so incredible. That's just phenomenal performance. Absolutely incredible. And and and, and the teamwork. I was screaming. I was screaming. I, I was out of my chair, man. I was I was bouncing. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that at this point you figured out that most of us <laughs> really loved McLaren on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like we just, love all the teams equally, but then there's there's McLaren, and it's, it's just, just leagues ahead. It was so so good to see such yeah. um and and let's not forget here that Oscar Piastri is a rookie. And he was That's just a phenomenal. Performance. He was doing so it's just so a phenomenal well. performance. And after all the shit that we've had to deal with and listen to this season, oh, it felt. I mean, good. I felt like Harry's oh. quite vindicated. <laughs> it felt point, good. I mean, I mean, just take a bow, everybody at the MTC. Honestly, it just was absolutely incredible. You've to managed to change a car that could barely finish a race at the start of the year. Let's remember. Like McLaren, like sorry, Lando was having to have his pneumatic system topped up after ten laps, <laughs> and Piastri straight up finished the race. Like he, he, he couldn't finish the race, sorry, because his steering wheel didn't want to work. With turned his off, <laughs> and within ten races or so, yeah. ah, fuck it, we're just going to pop him on the podium now. Now there is, um, I, I've, I've obviously been biased. But I have been saying the entire yes. season that I do feel like there are mitigating circumstances for a lot of the races. Um, I mean, I think Harry, who, who obviously works for McLaren, said that Andrea Stella uh, in one of the meetings said, I don't believe in luck or bad luck, but this is the closest you'll get to it. I mean, the first race, obviously, yeah. the cars stopped working for whatever reason. Second, did, Saudi yeah. Arabia, um, was it? Uh, Oscar took it damage. Os- no, Oscar took damage, yeah. and that damage did, happened yeah. to destroy Lando's car. Um, yep. And then next, sixth, ninth in um, in, Austra- in Australia and Azerbaijan. Like, that's not a bad result. 17th, I think the there was a crash, wasn't there? I think McLaren's been the most incremental team yeah. in the grid. And again, this is not the part of this is not the fanboying. I mean, you know, I I think actually, if you were to look at the data, yeah, McLaren has been the most incremental, and it's been itching up, and it's been itching up, and it's been itching up. Yeah, and we saw last week in Austria these incredible performances from Lando. We all thought to ourselves, and McLaren themselves said, "Look, Lando does well in Austria. Yeah, this car does well in Austria." <laughs> There's We're no way. <laughs> taking this for granted. And then they put the upgrades on Oscar's car and they just send it out. Oh my God. And suddenly we're on out, two. It turns out it's not limited. Suddenly we're on two to, and three. Yeah, it's not limited to Austria. It turns out that maybe suddenly, somehow, the, the 17,000 yeah. Michelin star 
chefs <laughs> in McLaren have just oh. figured out, oh, actually, no, we needed this part of the car. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they've essentially and brought an entire B spec car. Um, but just to go through a couple of the, uh, the 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 incidents, I suppose from from the race, um, from the McLaren mm. standpoint, um, we had Land- obviously Lando and and Oscar taking that line into first, and I I genuinely thought that Oscar was going to push Max out of the way to take oh, second at yeah. one moment, um, yeah. and then for Lando to hold that for a couple of laps was great. The safety car was so unfortunate. Having just pitted Oscar, the hards definitely yeah. did seem like the, the best strategy. When they pitted Lando onto the hards with Hamilton on the softs behind, I had um, Abu Dhabi flashbacks. I think, I think actually, I mean, it was in the uh, in the Discord chat that I screamed at Harry. Yeah. What are you trying doing? To see if I could get my message, just to see if I could get my message to the pit wall, being like, "Do not put him on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Do not put him on hards." So it sounds like they committed to the uh, to the hard strategy before he went in. Um, yeah, which they is, really did. Yeah, and and that is that honestly made the result better. It's a shame that Oscar lost out on that position in the safety car window. Oh no, it, it nothing, really is. I mean, nothing can I be done. I there. don't think he should. I don't think he should be disappointed by a fourth. To be honest, yes, it could have been his maiden podium, but yeah, and, and it, it, what a without without the safety honestly. car, he would have had that podium. Um, that loss and that loss is on the team yeah that's it and uh, honestly that's I'm okay with that but then both yeah. Oscar and Lando defending um, everything everything that Just came out everything. of them Lando yeah. defending from Hamilton is some of the most exciting racing um, I have seen defending, in years. but then knuckering knackering Lewis's tyres and then being like haha that was quite fun yeah and then dropping him dropping him into Oscar if if there'd been a couple of extra laps there Oscar I think would have had him he was he was catching yeah in the background just terrifying everything behind like behind and in front of him being like yeah absolutely incredible I think that that radio message from George Russell being like, "Oh my God, that McLaren's a rocket ship yeah. even on the hearts." That's that's it, and Just, um, it neutralizes. I, I honestly loved so many years of pain. I loved so many Lando's messages as well. They were all so casual. He he sounded they, like they he was really mowing calm. the garden. They said that Oscar was barely on his radio, and it's not yeah. because that he didn't know how to communicate. It's just he simply didn't need to. No, no, they knew what they were doing. They had their plan. And uh, it, it worked. And I think it's it's very telling as well that everyone was so happy for Lando. Oh, God, yeah. Everyone I mean, like, was cheering his, his name. Just, just, Even Max just, and Lewis were both thrilled for were him. Were there, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is obviously, I think Lewis still has a soft spot for McLaren. They get oh, yeah, a yeah. big break, obviously. You know? And to see a McLaren back up yeah. there in its, chrome, in its glory, it's just like, yeah. oh. You know, it's, it felt right. <laughs> yeah, and and it's but after Lando's so long. A home hero. He's a home hero. He's a lovely guy, and I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? Everyone likes him as a person. It's hard oh, gotcha. not to I like mean, him. I have. I mean, I I still hold very dearly the memory of just just even on the Twitch stream, he just said my name, and I was just insane. Like, <laughs> but it was for charity. We donated money. He made so much money for charity. Yeah. He did so much for charity during lockdown, and he was. Screaming basically every day just to keep everybody entertained, excited. Yeah, yeah. You know, Why just... not? Why not? I know he's got his own um, such a dude. 
his own his own esports team, hasn't he? Quadrant. Um, oh yeah, I mean they do fun. quite. They, I think they do decent in uh, you know, particularly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, it's just, gonna be just real good vind- vindication. Very sorry, sorry. very fun to watch and see what happens next week. Uh, not next week, the week after. Sorry. So we've got two more races yeah, left before the yeah. summer summer break. Uh, we've got Hungary, um, Hungary and Belgium. Historically, Norris. Uh, I know this is this is becoming a bit of a focus here. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Actually, that's a lie. No, 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 um, sorry. Hungary historically does okay at. Um, we've got. Uh, It'll be interesting. Hungary's more of a technical track, and yep. obviously this car shined in more high energy tracks. So we'll see how it translates. Yeah, I mean, last year he was seventh at Hungary. Uh, year before, I don't was it? It wasn't held there because because of, of the Rona. Was, oh no, no, he retired from it the year before that. Yeah, uh, it was the year before that that was the Rona. God, I can't believe how long ago that was now. Uh, it's very so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see if the upgrades hold. Um, I know that Aston Martin are expecting some upgrades in the next couple of weeks, so we'll see if they manage to uh, to come back in. And Ferrari, we'll see if they manage to you know regain. The shred of dignity Something. that their strategy team had managed to, to pick back up the last couple of weeks. Um, Something, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a very very exciting time. I'm much more positive and excited now about the rest of the season. Yes, McLaren fanboy, blah 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 blah. But generally yeah. speaking, I'm much yeah. more excited. I think that ultimately the entire grid's actually starting to just catch back up, isn't it? Yeah, they're ca- they're, they're, they're tightening up, and it means that. You know, if they're within a, a couple of seconds, any small mistake could drastically alter everything. And I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think Red Bull have a pit in hand, basically. And that's. No. That's really good. <laughs> no, oh God, it's come to that, hasn't it? It's, um, yeah. Yes, Red Bull yeah. can't pit to go and guarantee the fastest lap now. Exactly, ah. yeah, exactly. They, they, <laughs> they can no longer do that. And that's oh, great. God. But it's also not great. What the hell is the state of this sport? Yeah. But still, we're getting better. I think... I think go ahead. I think one of the closing things... Sorry, I mean, what were you wanting to say about... No, no, I'm happy to, um, to, look at, to go on to closing remarks, honestly. I know. I mean, I was going to go a little bit of a tangent here. Go on a tangent. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to. Um, one of the things I've seen, obviously, I mean, we always see it in, in, in the news and whatever, is that we're just looking at expanding the F1 grid a little bit more. And I, I remarked it earlier with the uh, with the entrance of Audi and whatever, and potentially having, obviously, a new engine manufacturer is like, Let's get some more manufacturing. Let's get some more teams on this grid. Absolutely, yeah. I'm so excited about the prospect of getting extra teams on the grid. Um, I know Andretti obviously have their history with it. Um, of of, I think Andretti is still working. They are. Time. Yeah, he's just as a person, he's he's rubbing everyone up the wrong way. But I'd love it for them to get in, especially because um, do you know who is racing for Andretti in Indy Next at the moment? Oh, I don't know. Jamie Chadwick. Uh, Yeah. Oh, no, that is interesting to go back onto women's racing. Yeah, Jamie Chadwick, the the pinnacle of women's racing at the moment, it looks like. Um, Well, I mean, to be fair, I I feel like she could just be an F1 driver. Yeah. Uh, She's, I mean, I, I think she's a little bit off that. Um, She's, I've been keeping tabs on, on her in the, in the NXT and she's, uh, she got her first top 10 finish uh, last week, I think it was. So, you know, yeah. it's definitely 
Um, she's getting better, but at, with a whole season under her belt, we're definitely, you know, she's part of the Williams Driver Academy. She's uh, finally starting to find her feet in Indy. It's not inconceivable that Andretti could pull her across. No, I, I don't think it's inconceivable. Um, I mean, hell, I mean, with yeah. with the W Series Phenomenal. folding, maybe we see uh, um, Jenna Racing uh, take an interest in in in, uh, in it as well and uh, try and get try and get someone on, on, I, on the grid. I, I think we could see some more like Vag teams come in. I could see oh. definitely oh, coming into that. How I feel about that. <laughs> Especially, especially when you're talking Sorry. about we were just talking about women's racing, right? It just feels like a, oh. it just feels like poor timing, okay? It's just um, how I know it. It's just how I know it. It's badge. It's not VAG. It's badge. But you know, I, I could definitely see potentially. Um, I mean, you know, Porsche and maybe even a Bugatti team. I, I don't know. I'm it, trying to think of who else. Really um, there was another bid. Obviously, that team that I mentioned earlier, the 50-50 men-women team, that's one of the ones yeah. that's bidding. Um, there was also a bid from someone in Asia. Was it Team Asia or someone like that? Um, F1 Team Asia. I think it was Pantera Team Asia, yeah. So um, it's a, a team um, based in, I want to say, Korea. And right. they are trying to become a team to represent Asia in the way that... I mean, you know, absolutely got speed. I just would love to see a a much bigger grid. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I mean, what we can go up to? I think they've opened the process up to twenty four teams now. Um, so yeah, and and the smallest grid on the on the uh, calendar, which is Monaco. You know how many um, by the FIA FIA's own regulations? Do you know how many F one cars are allowed to start a race at Monaco? Oh, God, actually, I've never been asked that question. 26. Oh, well, F- it would just have to be a 26 yeah. car. The FIA thinks that 26 F1 cars are big enough to compete at Monaco. That's... Let that sink in. I want to see that. I re- By their own what calculations. Does what does that sink want now? Oh, I, God's I, I sake. Just, 26 cars. Because they're big. Well, they're not big are they f1 cars even now they're still quite small but compared to what they were yeah you've got the mp4 22 and the mp4 23 they're tiny i i i dream of the day that we do get a, a full grid of 24 cars um i mean we we used to have it oh, but God, yeah. i feel like i want i want something like hrt yeah just a just a fun team I wouldn't if we're going to get extra teams I wouldn't want them to be like you know you remember Spiker and, and all those sorts of um, Super Aguri and all those sorts of teams I wouldn't want yeah. I wouldn't want the teams that are there to make up the numbers what we've got at the moment yes I know Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri are kind of at the bottom all the time but at least they are capable of uh, putting up a fight yeah. and capable of picking up points here and there uh, in fact, I don't think we've, we've got any teams left this season that haven't scored points. I was going to say, I think, I was just about to say, I was just going to uh, construct the standings. Yeah, and, uh, yeah everyone's no, got points. But, yeah, everybody's got points. I wouldn't want a team that was just there to just to, to show up. Because, they, firstly, I think it devalues the sport a bit. Secondly, oh, God, yeah, it does. it's less interesting. I, I, want, I want the full grid because it means that we can get more drivers in. Yeah. Um, 
it means that we've got, I mean, we were saying earlier about their, you know, where would this person go? Um, it opens up options. I mean, yes, it might, it might mean that we get the odd extra poorer driver, but simultaneously it means that we're more yes. likely to get, you know, places for the better drivers who, who, who need to make way sometimes. But, uh, yeah. you know, you don't want to see them drop out, like Bottas going to, to Alfa Romeo. You know, you don't want to see him drop out of the sport, but where... You just want to see him still in the sport. He needs to drop down. It, it just opens up yeah. more options. It gives somewhere for Perez to go eventually as well. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but I think was that that, that was for um, uh, starting in, I think, either 25 or 26. Uh, probably 26 to match the new regs. Um, so we've got the bidding process going on at the moment. I can't wait. I, I love the idea of having more teams on the grid. I I also do. I think we need to go back to a 24-car grid. I think we need to see the chaos. I think... We can get Latifi back! <laughs> oh, yeah, he can... He can write. He can drive for. Or let's think. Peugeot Costa Coffee. I I, I don't know. That's a team. Oh right, no, he's got the the Barca, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking actually. We've uh, what what other teams are are big in 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 racing generally? I mean, you've got Porsche and Aldi, obviously. BMW yeah. maybe maybe they'd want to come back. Jaguar potentially. Why not? I'd go for BMW come back. I don't think Jaguar will because I think they they hated it last time. Uh, don't get me wrong, but. I think they've got a lot of uh, resources in Formula E as well now. Yeah, but you know, having seen Aston so, Martin's renaissance, maybe they're thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm doing well for them. I think I think they're going to stick out with Formula E. But I think, yeah, I mean, their, their road car portfolio is uh, yeah. mostly electric at this point now. So I, I think they just go. That's very true. That's mostly very true. Formula E. Maybe we could see yeah. uh, Toyota or maybe even a, a Honda Works team back. Love. I would adore Toyota. <laughs> yes, the, the Jensen Braun really days. Would. Oh. Take me back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, overall, really good race. Definitely reinvigorated my spirit for, for the rest of the season. Oh, certainly, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we're coming up to the last two weeks for the summer break. Um, I'm not looking forward to the summer break. It's going to be very boring. And, uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I need to find... There's a, a Twitter account that does an update on, on how soon can Max Verstappen win the... Uh, uh, win the drivers championship and there was someone i can't i i didn't work out the maths myself for this but it is apparently technically possible that max verstappen could continue to win the next three grand prix uh, and depending on where mercedes and, and ferrari and everyone else finish as well um he could win the drivers championship at zandvoort then go on holiday for a few for a couple of months take the rest of the season off they could put Danny Rick in that car and become the first team in history to have P1, P2 and P3 in the Drivers' Championship. Fucking hell. And I think that is absolutely incredible to even consider that that is possible for them at this stage of the season. It is rather problematic, but hey-ho. It is. It's absolutely They nuts. have engineered their success. So They have, and you have to give them props. I hope that they have their one season of look at us, ha-ha-ha-ha, everyone else. But then I want them to... And then they uh, fall off. Then I want them to fall off, yeah. I'm happy for them to have their one season of glory. You know, break all the records that you want. Have your amazing season, but then please, like, add an extra ton of weight to the car or something. <laughs> just give us a chance yeah, yeah, like, we mandate this in your car yeah maybe I th- was it IndyCar no it wasn't IndyCar is it NASCAR maybe that does 
do uh, sandbagging. You know, the better you, or the further ahead you are in the championship, they they do sandbag the car a bit. Sure, because um, maybe that is what we need to look at. Because this is getting a bit silly, and it was silly with Mercedes as well. It's not just a oh Max is doing well because I, I, I hated it when Mercedes were winning everything every day. So uh, you know, it is a problem that F one has because the changes. I, maybe that's one of the things actually. All the cost cutting measures, which obviously are needed at the moment, do they do they hinder you know mid season um, improvements and and make it so that you know teams are generally just stuck at their level of performance until the next season until they get all of their testing time and until they get the chance to uh to to, to make their upgrades and, and use their own wind tunnels and stuff it's or am i just talking out my ass <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe it's, it makes it the two it's a difficult one <laughs> who knows anymore yeah yeah, then uh, i don't think it would be any better otherwise because you know uh, red bull and mercedes obviously have all the money, Ferrari as well. Although, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes, and then to see uh, see what happens next year as well, especially with potential driver changes. But I'm sure at some point in the uh, in the off season, in the um, in the summer break, we can do an entire episode about drivers uh, driver changes. Oh, let's. Let's. Yeah, we'll do like a, a what's the grid going to look like in 25 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be that'll be spicy. Who the fuck's going to go where? Yeah. Like, oh, well, look, look forward to that, everyone. Um, we'll, we'll do it. We'll It'll do it. be with my 17-part spy gate. <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't know um, how I'm going to do this. Well, It'll you... be like 30 seconds. Each. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to find other Spygate scandals or other. You can do your investigative journalism um, uh, series. Hell yeah! Well, thanks, okay. uh, thank you to everyone who has actually uh, stuck around to listen. I don't know how many people there are at the moment, but we did get twenty downloads for the podcast for our first qualifying thing. So, uh, oh, did we really? Yeah. Wow. So, thank you everyone who downloaded it yesterday. Um, I don't know where you found it, but I appreciate you all the uh, all the same. So um, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we will uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, we'll do something we pre quali next uh, next week. This was the Car F One podcast, and we will see you soon. Yeah. Most likely, hopefully. No, if you don't, if you don't tune into us next time, actually, we'll probably come around your house and maybe stick uh, like stick a spike in your head. I don't know. I'm just gonna stop threatening you now. So you're going to have to, you know, consider that as well. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, thank you, everyone, and we will catch you next time. Goodbye! See ya! Bye!